Hey there, moms. And kids. Welcome to the Unclutter It Mommy and Me podcast. <laughs> Every other week, we will discuss simple solutions for getting different aspects of your home and life organized. And when we're not talking about organization, we will bring you bi-weekly episodes just for your kids. That's right. In order to practice those organizing tips you learn here, you can pop on every other episode where we will entertain your kiddos with fun facts, jokes, and maybe even sneak in a few subliminal kid-related organizational messages while you get to work. So let's get organized and have a little fun while we do it. Let's get organized! This week, I want to talk to you about the year I spent purging half of my things and starting over. Now, you don't have to wait for major catastrophes like I did to start taking control of your life. You can start today and maybe my story will inspire you to start. You might have figured this out already, but life doesn't always work out just like you planned. Like trying to make a podcast with your cat in the background. Anyway, this was pretty clear to me as an adult when my own carefully planned life started crashing down around me. But let's hit rewind for a minute. I grew up in a small town with two hardworking parents, a brother, and two sisters, and we were taught that working hard gets you ahead, which served me well when I went to college at Hillsdale. Directly after college in 2007, I got married to the man that I had dated throughout my entire collegiate career, found a job teaching the metro Detroit area, since my background is in teaching. My husband and I, we worked long hours, and on the weekends, we would go house hunting, and we would travel on our time off, and eventually, we bought a bungalow in the historic district of Farmington, Michigan, but there was this big hole in my life. Something was missing. I couldn't figure out what it was, but in August of 2012, I gave birth to the most perfect baby girl. And my heart felt like it would explode with happiness just looking at her. But still, I struggled with this new life. And sometimes just getting out of bed was a chore. The labor for me was emotionally traumatic. I hated being pregnant. (laughs) The recovery was excruciatingly painful. And then to top it all off, my dad's mother, my paternal grandmother, passed away days after I gave birth. So I was unable to attend her funeral to say goodbyes because she was about two hours away from me and I couldn't handle the trip. Even though I love this new baby so much, I just wanted to run away from it all. (sighs) That year also exposed cracks in my marriage that honestly, I already knew were there all along, but I just ignored them because that's not what I had planned. Life was just not working out the way I wanted it to. It's true what they say. Time does have a way of healing all wounds. But a year after my daughter was born, I was still struggling. I did start therapy with a counselor. 
in order to work through some of my issues. And it was starting to help until the spring of 2013 when my maternal grandmother, my mom's mom, passed away. She was a big inspiration to me and... This was a huge blow to the fragile world that I was trying to piece back together. However, nothing could have prepared my family for the news we would get following her funeral when we got a diagnosis about my dad a mere week later. Um, He had been losing the ability to use his fingers and arms, and we found out it was Lou Gehrig's disease. With that diagnosis, you're given months to live, maybe years if you're lucky. That was hard. During this time, while my family was dealing with this big blow, my marriage was completely falling apart. I had lost two people I loved in short succession. I had this new infant struggling with life, struggling to understand why my dad was now destined to die. And now I had a broken marriage and no way to save this safe haven that I had created. And now there was just this new painful normal. Nothing was going like I planned. It was time for some life-altering changes My husband and I got divorced. He would stay in the home that we had spent seven years building together. And I would look for a new house and a new beginning elsewhere. My budget was small and living together after deciding to live apart brought new challenges that I was anxious to put distance between. Luckily, I was able to find a small house in a neighboring town, 980 square feet, one bedroom for me, one for my daughter, Three very small closets, no basement, no garage. Yeah. Figuring out where I was going to put all my stuff from my very large house was a concern, but given the circumstances, it was definitely not the biggest problem I was facing. So because I was thrust into this in a way, I decided to be very systematic about parting with my things. Fortunately, time was on my side as closing on the house could not take place for a month. So each day I would go through every room and decide what was mine and what was necessary to keep. I would box up my clothes, my shoes, things for my daughter, and put them in the basement for moving day. Since I was in the house for a month before I could move out, I repaired minor issues around the home I was the handy one in the relationship, patched small holes in the walls where I had removed artwork, touched up paint that had been scraped where furniture had been moved. And with my tiny budget, I went shopping for a cheap set of dishes, silverware, a toaster for when I'd be able to move into my new home. I went through all of my holiday bins and boxed up only the most important and precious items. And then I took all the rest of them and laid them out in the parlor, the front room of my home, and I invited all of my friends and neighbors to come over and pick through the items that my husband did not want and I wouldn't have room for. And the rest got donated. 
I didn't know it at the time, but I was slowly saying goodbye to my old house, my old stuff, and my old life. Now, my new house was less than half the size of my old home. I had to make some tough decisions about what would get left behind and what would come with my daughter and me to our new home. Life was definitely not working out as planned, but I was systematically taking charge of my life like I had never done before. It felt comforting kind of to go through all of my things and say goodbye to everything I thought I needed and had surrounded myself with, but I actually didn't need those things. Sometimes it was hard and I would have to take a moment to let those feelings wash over me while I packed and cried because I was saying goodbye to a life I thought I was going to have forever. Life doesn't work out just like you planned. No one wants to live through postpartum depression, a divorce, a death of a parent, death of grandparents. But if it wasn't for these heartaches, I could have lived a life filled with regret, possibly never even knowing why. So I realized I had been blessed in a way with this opportunity to take charge of my life, which was something I had never really succeeded at before. And I was forced to sort through all of my worldly possessions and finally decide what was actually important. I became aware of my things in a way that I hadn't really before. And I was able to say goodbye to ones I didn't need with grace, knowing that I didn't need them, and use the things I decided to keep with confidence, knowing how important they would be in this life. It wasn't my first choice to spend a year clearing my life and all the stuff in it, believe me. But it was my choice. And I was feeling happier than ever before, but it had nothing to do with the stuff that I had acquired. I was forced to reassess my whole life and all the things in it. I got rid of half of my stuff. And in doing so... As cheesy as it is to say, I became free. Listen, I don't recommend willingly choosing the same path I chose to get your life organized. Divorce. It was messy and difficult. Ah, So I'm grateful I don't have to walk that path again. But the good news for you is that you don't have to go through a divorce or the death of a parent, or even a move to start taking charge of your life and the stuff in it today. You can make that decision to sort through your things and decide what's really important to you today. Maybe, like me, you'll realize that all the physical things you own are weighing you down and causing you unhappiness. It might be time for you to say goodbye to the things that are holding you back. Don't wait for a major life catastrophe to start making decisions now. Start your year to clear today, whether you be listening to this at the end of February, at the beginning of March, in the middle of the summer. Start today and feel that freedom 
of letting go. Enough of all those emotions and stuff. Let's talk about our next timer task. That one job, that one thing that you have been putting off for who knows why. Maybe it's taking care of yourself, going on a walk, reading a book. Maybe it's getting your taxes in order. What's that task that you have been putting off that you need to set a timer for today and get it done or at least get it started? Every year I make New Year's resolutions and I always stick to my goals. (laughs) I'm a firstborn. So I'm the type of person that makes a goal and meets it. One of my goals the past couple years was to start reading more books. I'm an avid reader, but after I had my daughter, it didn't happen as often as I would have liked. So the first year I made a goal to read 12 books, one book for each month. And then I bumped it up to 20 books for the year, met that goal. Then I bumped it up to 30. Then I got up to 40. Last year was 50. This year, though, my goal is to read 40 because I have other things that I want to do this year. I started this podcast. I'm trying to write an organizing book. I'm being a mom and still doing organizing jobs throughout the Metro Detroit area. So I bumped my goal down a little bit, but I still have to find time to read the books. So my timer task today, even though I have a thousand things that I need to get done And sitting on the couch reading seems like a luxury that I should not be doing. I am going to set my timer for 10 minutes and I'm going to force myself to read, which sometimes ends up being an hour of reading time instead of 10 minutes because I get so into the book. Does that ever happen to you? The hardest part is just starting. And then once you start, it gets easier and you just keep going. Yeah, happens all the time. These timer tasks are supposed to help you get motivated just to get started. So I'm going to go set the timer, read for 10 minutes. I'll see you in a couple hours. That's all for this week. Hopefully my mess of a life, (laughs) my story today will help you have the courage to start going through your own things and maybe... You have your own year to clear. You spend a year getting rid of what no longer serves you so that you can live a happier, healthier life, not weighed down by stuff. Good luck. Well, thanks for joining us this week on the Unclutter It Mommy and Me podcast. I'm Bridget. And I'm Briella. Have a fantastic rest of your week and good luck getting organized, mamas. Remember, the most important part of organizing is making the time to do it and actually getting started. That's all for this week. Happy Happy organizing. organizing!